goes high and deep. Touchdown, Wisconsin! And this game is underway with a bang! This is where the lacrosse area gathers to talk Wisconsin sports. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Join in by phone or text at 796-2558. Now, here's Grant Bills. You know what I learned today about the second day of NFL free agency? You know what I you know what I learned? If you want a job done right, you gotta send a UWL grad to do it. That's what I learned today. Brian Gutekunst making moves. Not just one, not just two. Made four of them in total. And it sounds like, yeah, let's get him around of applause. It sounds like they may not even be done. They're interested in some other players, some other other options of improving their team before the draft. Like Brian Gutekunst made moves. Let, let me put it this way. I had more free agency action in four hours today with the Green Bay Packers than I have had in my entire life. I don't know if they're going to be good moves. I don't know if they're bad moves. They're just moves. We're talking about the Packers' active free agency so far today to start off the Wisco Sports Show. Here on WKTY, we weren't on the air yesterday, and you know what? Why even bother? The Packers didn't do anything yesterday, so we get to enjoy the Brewers. We get to enjoy Bob Uecker. What did I have to say yesterday that was more entertaining than that? The Packers completely silent. They they had a couple mentions, you know, Packers among an, another team interested, you know, mostly probably for leverage, you know, probably for that agent and the player to drive up the price. Packers didn't do anything yesterday. So why, why even have a show? Today we can catch up on it all. We can talk about it all. The Packers, let's get right into it, okay? they, they Today they signed Adrian Amos from the Bears, Zadarius Smith from the Ravens, Preston Smith from Washington, and Billy Turner, who... I'm going to be honest. I hadn't heard of before today. Been doing uh, been doing reading, been doing research. He's an offensive lineman. Otherwise, the Smiths are pass rushers. Amos is a safety. These moves mean so much. We haven't seen these guys play a snap of football for Green Bay yet. Let, let's be honest, right? But th- every move that they made today, every player they brought in is going to have a trickle-down effect in one way or another. So I want to talk about that. We're going to take take a lot of time to really break down these moves today. 608-796-2558 is the five star telecom talking text line. You can join me there. I, I want to get I want to get a couple disclaimers out there. Like I want to talk about free agency, but before I do, I, I want to mention this. Before we we start talking players, I, I want to just give some context. Okay, so but before we get into it, and you can read grades. How did the Packers shake out in free agency? A, B, C, D. You know how many stars would you give this team for what they did? You got to keep in mind. That as of right now, we obviously haven't seen any of these players pay for the Green Bay Packers. So we're we're going on what we've seen in the past. We're going on how much money they're they're being paid and what that contract is structured like. And not in all of the cases of these players do we actually even know the details, the full details yet. So we're going off what we know, which, let's be real, is not very much. I, I read uh, social media posts. I tweet. You can find us at WKTY. You can find me at Keystroker Grant. I read our Facebook comments on our WKTY Facebook page. I look at our poll results and our comments at WKTYsports.com. Every single person. I think the Packers might overpaid here. Well, we're going to have to see, but man, I have a bad feeling the Packers overpaid. Man, that's a big contract. I don't know if he's worth all that money. Of course he's not. Of course they overpaid. 100%. Yeah. Am I the only am I the only radio host in the state that's just going to come right out and say it? Yes, they overpaid. That is the nature of free agency. Let me let, let me put this in terms in, in very simple terms, okay? I love ice cream. I love sitting down on a weeknight and eating an entire pint of ice cream and watching an NBA game. I have no shame. I'll come out and admit it. So I walk over to Quick Trip. I look for the ice cream. Okay, here's the the battle that I fight every time I go buy ice cream at Quick Trip. I can either spend about 250 on the big container of the Quick Trip brand, right? The generic brand, Urge Tracks or whatever it's called, right? 
Big container for only two fifty, And that is positioned right next to the Ben & Jerry's. Oh, all the, the chunks and the flavors and the chocolate peanut butter caramel swirl. Oh, yeah. But Ben & Jerry's is only a pint. It's smaller. And it's five. It's almost $6. It's twice the amount. And it's, it's not as big. That's free agency. Ben & Jerry's, that, that's... If there was a free agency ice cream, Ben & Jerry's would be it. Because I'm going to buy the Ben & Jerry's nine times out of ten, and somebody's going to be like, Grant, you overpaid. You could have got a lot less ice cream. You could have got the Quick Trip brand for not as much. I'm going to say, you damn right I could have. I overpaid, and I'm happy about it. And that's how I feel about Green Bay and free agency today. Of course they overpaid. That's how free agency works. There's a lot of demand around the NFL, and there's only so much supply. So the highest bidder is going to walk away with it, right? That's how it works. We don't, we don't have to tiptoe around. Yes, the Packers overpaid. That's what you do in free agency. And for a fan base, let's be real, who's begged and begged and begged for years, for a team to be active in free agency, today is not the day to start saying, well, the Packers, they really they, they went too far. They overextended. No, just, just enjoy it. I saw earlier today uh, a tweet. I wish I would have thought of this because I think this sums it up really well. Bart Winkler uh, from The Fan was on the show, I believe, last Thursday. Uh, tweeted this this morning, and I... I was like, man, got me right in my field. I relate to this very strongly. He said, I don't even care uh, of these free agency moves blow up in the face and set the franchise back even further. I'm just happy to be excited about the Packers again. And let's be real. By the way, that is a fantastic tweet, and I can't imagine many of you disagree with it. If these moves turn out horribly, fine, whatever. I would rather go down in a burning plane crash of a roster catastrophe and a salary cap mess than just stay idle, go 6-10 and 10 for the next three years, and let Aaron Rodgers' career end that way. Now, I'm not saying you need to be self-destructive in the way that you spend money or reckless in the way that you acquire players, but I'm just happy to be excited about the Packers. I'm happy to be talking about the Packers on the Wisco Sports Show. It's been bucks, 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 bucks have been so good. We Brewers, brewers, brewers all fall because they were so good. And we've talked Badger basketball. You know, I have an opinion on that. We've talked Central Basketball, who, by the way, won on Saturday. Congratulations. They're moving on to the state tournament. We'll talk more about that as the week rolls on. We've been talking about so much stuff. The Packers have not been high up on that on that priority list. I'm just happy to be excited about the Green Bay Packers. So I'm not saying that any spending is good spending. I'm not saying that any free agent is a good free agent because a very wise man once said, do not mistake activity for achievement. Let's put that in our mind as well. The Packers have not won any more games. They have not guaranteed themselves a spot in the playoffs with these acquisitions, right? All they have done is filled a lot of holes. They've removed a lot of question marks, which if you listen to the show, you know that I don't like question marks. Anytime you have an opportunity to remove one, do it. And they did that in a big way today. So we got to continue talking about that. So we're kind of walking on a tightrope. On one hand, you don't want to mistake activity for achievement. What the Packers did today, they were active. They signed four players. Seems like maybe they'll even sign more. They actually released Nick Perry, too, so that's activity. That doesn't mean they achieved anything. But on the other hand, on the optimistic hand, I'm like, man, I'm just, I'm so happy to be excited about the Packers again. I'm excited to be sitting here at 5.13 leading today's Wisco Sports Show with a Packers topic. And I thank you, Brian Gutekunst. And and by the way, Milt Hendrickson as well, who was involved in UWL, as Gutekunst talked about at the at the Pro Combine, and spent time in Baltimore. I got to figure that that was help, helpful in getting Zadarius Smith, who was drafted and developed by the Ravens and then brought over as a free agent. So here's what we're going to do. Here's kind of our roadmap of today's show. By the way, 
I want to hear from you on the Five Star Telecom Talk and Text Line, 608-796-2558, or on Twitter, at WKTY, at Keystroker Grant. I want to hear your opinions, your feelings on these signings. And all it is right now, no opinion is better than another. Because we haven't seen these guys play a lick of football in the green and gold. It's all speculation. If you think they paid too much, that's fine. I'll probably agree. If you're excited about how this is going to affect the rest of the team or the draft, awesome. I want to have a conversation about it. Coming up next... I want to talk individually about all four of these players. I'm not going to read you up. I'm not going to read you a four-page scouting report. I'm not going to play you highlights. We're going to get down to the, the basics. I've really boiled this down to a couple really important nuggets about each player. And if you weren't excited about any of these players, maybe this will help. I don't know if, if any of these moves are going to work out, but we're going to focus on the positive. We're going to focus on the upside and maybe try to put ourselves in the mind of one Brian Gutekunst and exactly why he was willing to go out and spend money in free agency and acquire these players when, let's face it, no Packers executive really in my lifetime has ever taken this approach. Right, so I want to talk all about these individual players coming up next. Oh, and by the way, does Brian Gutekunst has, have a type? You ever have a friend uh, where you look at their last couple of relationships and you're like, man, they have a type. Does Brian Gutekinds have a type? I think so. There's some connections. There's some details. I want to talk about it all coming up next as the Wisco Sports Show rolls on right here on WKTY. This is the Wisco Sports Show here on WKTY. I'm your host, Graham Bills. Thanks for hopping aboard and hanging out. Hope you're having a good night. And if you're a Packer fan, I bet you are. Whether you feel happy or you feel concerned, at least you're feeling something. I'm just happy and excited to be talking Packers. Feels like it's been a while since I've felt excited. Like I like I, like there's light at the end of the tunnel. That is two seasons without any playoff football. Pretty spoiled to be talking this way, but I am happy to be talking about football because we have had so much Bucks conversation. We've had so much Brewers and so many Badgers and a little bit of Marquette and Central Basketball. It's good to get talking about football again. Are you ready for some football? Always, always, always ready for football. Before uh, before we really dig into this, one last time, 608-796-2558 is the five-star telecom talk and text line. Tom says, fan complained when the Packers didn't spend on free agency. Now they are upset that we may have overpaid. The Packers did overpay, 100%. I don't see a problem. It's free agency. You're going to overpay. It's like I said. It's not, did they overpay? Did they, did they get, no, no player, for the most part, is compensated per his value in free agency. That's why free agency is so great. That's why all players want to get to free agency is because they know there's a lot of demand or there's not a lot of a supply. So just do the econ. I'm not an economics major. I'm not a I'm not a banker. That's just pretty basic economics. Jeff says great move. This allows us to draft best player available. Uh, we'll go. We'll provide great depth. Best move may be the O lineman from Denver. Uh, thanks, Jeff, for chiming in. I agree, and I actually want to talk about how this affects the draft coming up in ten minutes. So, Jeff, you actually beat me to the punch. Nicely done. We're getting there soon. Right now, I actually want to kind of talk about all these players in an individual fashion. So let's go in chronological order. Uh, they first signed Adrian Amos from the Bears, then Zadarius Smith from the Ravens, shortly after they signed Preston Smith, and then they signed Billy Turner, the offensive lineman, which Jeff is speaking about from Denver. And I think there's a rhyme and a reason to why they signed all of these players. And and, and I tease this, I was talking about this earlier, you, you ever have a friend where, we all have that friend, where they where they're always in a relationship like, even after they go through a really tough breakup, two weeks later, they're ready to, to be in another committed relationship. Like, like they'll go two weeks, and all of a sudden, well, yeah, I'm 
got a new girlfriend, got a new boyfriend. We all know somebody like that, right? They're just never single. They're never alone. And for the most part, you can typically look at their relationships and you can say, yeah, they kind of have a type. You know, this type of person, this type of personality, this kind of look, they have a type, right? Now, I'm looking at this free agency class and I look at Brian Gutekunst and I think he's kind of got a type. Can we call him on it? Is that fair? Well, first of all, and one of the best aspects of this signing, so if this is a type that Brian Gutekunst has, that's not a bad thing. The signings today, Zadarius Smith is 26, Adrian Amos is 25, Billy Turner's 27, Preston Six is 26, Preston Smith, excuse me. They didn't sign people who were on the outset of their career looking for one final chance, like maybe Muhammad Wilkerson last year. They didn't go for undrafted free agents who have been bouncing around for a while. These are established players who were drafted and developed by their own team. Like, let's remember, the Packers have always been, at least in my lifetime, a draft and develop team. That doesn't mean you can't supplement that with free agency or a trade, but that's how you build the foundation of your team. Zadarius Smith is 26. He was playing out his developmental contract in Baltimore. He was a guy they drafted to play alongside some established rushers. Uh, Zadarius Smith, and we're going to talk about this, he's a fourth-round pick. He was drafted and developed by Baltimore. Adrian Amos. Only 25, he was drafted and he was developing in Chicago. Now, Billy Turner bounced around a little bit more. Preston Smith, not so much. There's a type. Young players. I'm about it. Nobody over 27. It's a good injection of youth into this team. Because the Packers never had youth. Like, their free agents have been Jimmy Graham, who's on his way out. And Muhammad Wilkerson, who's on his way out. You need an injection of young talent. So I think that stands out. That is a type uh, for... (laughs) For Brian Gutekunst, uh, another type, and let's jump right into it. Let's let's start with Adrian Amos. The number one thing in reading, but mostly in watching video as well. And I have a couple Bears fans, Bears friends, uh, who are Bears fans, and I and I asked them a couple things, just trying to get some base knowledge. Adrian Amos can tackle. He can tackle, and it's funny. Because we always complain about how the Packers' defense is not filled with great tacklers. We think Blake Martinez is going to be the next Hall of Famer to come out of Green Bay because he can do something that nobody else on this team is capable of, and that's tackle. Nobody knows how to tackle on this defense. And I have said that if you want a defense who can tackle, you have to draft or acquire or trade for players who are good tacklers. Some players just can't tackle. It's not necessarily about who's coaching them. It's not necessarily about their coordinator or their position group. Some players are good tacklers. Some are not. And if you want a defense who's better at tackling and has better tackling personnel, then go out and get better tackling personnel. It's plain and simple. Adrian Amos lays the boom. And let's be real. Watching film from HaHa Clinton Dix last year, there were times where he shied away from contact. There were times where he was hesitant to drive on a receiver coming across the middle of the field. You didn't see that when he was a rookie. You didn't even see that two or three years ago for the most part. That was a newer development. Adrian Amos doesn't shy away from that. That's a pretty important part of a safeties game. right? He was playing alongside Eddie Jackson, a really good young tandem of safeties. And let's be real, if you can get better on your team while weakening the opposition a little bit as well, Nothing wrong with that. That's not being anti-Bears or anti-Vikings. If the Packers would have signed Anthony Barr, that's a double-sided coin because the Packers are improving their defense. Meanwhile, the Vikings are losing a trusted starter off of theirs. That's not not being a homer. That's not being anti-other teams. That's just a statement of fact. Also, Adrian Amos, and this is another trend we're going to notice throughout these players, he doesn't miss games. He's missed four games in the last four seasons. So if if we're starting to profile Brian Gutekunst, okay, what's standing out? Okay, he wants young players. So far, he wants players who like to tackle. That's Adrian Amos. And he likes players who have shown the consistent ability to stay healthy. Because let's be real, 
as we move on and start talking about these two outside pass rushers, they are replacing two guys who are known and mocked and ridiculed and hated by Packers fans at times because they can't stay on the field. Nick Perry, Clay Matthews, right? So let's talk about these pass rushers. Let's start with Zadarius Smith. That was the first one to come down the wire. And I, I didn't. it's a name that we had talked about when we're looking at free agents to be in the edge rushers. Obviously, Demarcus Lawrence, D. Ford is up top. He was franchise tagged. Jadavion Clowney, all those guys have been retained. Zadarius Smith was that next guy. After you go through the first couple and you're like, yeah, he's not going to be available. He's going to get tagged. He's going to get re-signed. He's going to get traded in the case of D. Ford. Zadarius Smith was that first guy. I was like, okay, that that might be a good starting point. The guy guy that the Packers got, and I mentioned this at the start of the show. You know, we're talking about UWL guys making it happen today and Brian Gutekunst. You can't forget about Milt Hendrickson, who coached at UWL. With Brian Gutekunst and his work around the NFL, including in Baltimore, which was his last stop, where he drafted and developed and, and acquired Zadarius Smith as a fourth-round pick. I don't know if that helped them acquire him in free agency. I don't know if that was part of their pitch. Something to keep in mind. Anytime we can pat UW on the back, let's do it. Uh, he was another one of those guys who was drafted and developed. The Ravens drafted him, developed him alongside some of their other established pass rushers in the past. What I noticed about Zadarius Smith, he's a big boy. Uh, he's 6'4", he weighs about 275, and for the most part, he does most of his work as a stand-up outside linebacker, a guy who's going to rush around the edge, but also in in a little bit of tape that I watched, I didn't have a lot of time today, but from what I saw and from clips that I had seen, he, he has a good ability to rotate into the interior line, put his hand on the ground, right, get in a three-point stance, and really bull rush. He's a powerful guy. And interestingly enough, the more tweets that I see, the more comparisons I see, Zadarius Smith is actually compared to Nick Perry in a couple of different ways. Very powerful. Now, he can get around the corner. For the most part, he's going to be a stand-up outside backer, probably replacing Clay Matthews uh, or Nick Perry. I mean, replacing one of the two. Just take your pick. I don't think either one is going to be back uh, unless they re-sign Clay Matthews. Obviously, Nick Perry was cut loose. He's, He's a guy who can do a little bit of both. And you already start to see and to imagine Mike Pettin trying to dial up pressure, right? We all know that the defensive line is great. Kenny Clark, Mike Daniels. And if they bring back Muhammad Wilkerson, which it seems like maybe they could, I saw another tweet about that today, I saw some info about that, that's still a possibility. Well, now you have the hammers on the outside. You have Zadarius Smith, and we'll talk about Preston Smith in a second, who make the defensive lineman's job easier, the defensive lineman of Mike Daniels, Kenny Clark, and perhaps Muhammad Wilkerson again, they make the lives easier of those on the outside. And if your outside rushers can rotate inside and give you different looks, like when you want to play with more defensive backs, you want to go into the nickel or the dime where you're playing with fewer big bodies and more defensive backs, more safeties on the back end, well, Zedaria Smith is just an option. He's just a piece where you can where you can rotate him in because he is comfortable playing inside. He's a big boy. Preston Smith... Not as much. He's a little bit smaller, a little bit faster. Uh, he, he's, I mean, he's not a dwarf, uh, but smaller and, and shorter in stature than Zadarius Smith. He's going to be your come-from-the-outside guy. He's going to be your stand-up outside linebacker. Not to say that they, they may not twist him and scheme him up the middle, but he's not lining up on the inside. The thing that they like about Preston Smith, he has played in all 64 career games since coming into the league. There you go. Check that box. That's, that's a type, right? That fits in with Brian Gute against hype. Another piece falls into the puzzle, right? Preston Smith is a guy I have to learn a little bit more about. I just, and can we be real? Does anyone watch Washington games? That's like, nobody wants to watch that team. We we get so sick of the NFC East as it is between the Giants and the Cowboys and the Eagles. Now, they at least have some intrigue. Washington, not so much. But I have to learn more about Preston Smith. But just in what I've read, just in what I looked at, he's played in all 64 career games. 
and and hopefully he can add a, a, a stint of athleticism. In the last 16 games, he's had 53 tackles, 27 pressures, four sacks, one interception, and one fumble recovered. He is the prototypical outside linebacker. He is not your your brute power guy like Zedaria Smith, or maybe even like Nick Perry, who could also line up in the middle a little bit. Very fast, very long, uh, and he was number 38 overall pick. Kind of a he, he has a very um he has a very generic name. So I don't think a lot of people knew who that was today, but it was definitely somebody who had been talked about in, in free agency discussions and in circles uh, the last couple of weeks as well. Now, Billy Turner is the interesting piece in all of this, the offensive lineman, who a lot of people think they overpaid for. Look, if it shores up your offensive line and protects Aaron Rodgers, I don't care how much it costs. It's not my money. How often do I say that on the show? It's not my money. If you want to protect Aaron Rodgers, invest with draft picks and with free agency money and maybe even in a trade as well to protect Aaron Rodgers. That's an investment that's going to work out in the long haul, and you can watch the last two years back, and you can't really argue with that sentiment. Billy Turner, the interesting part is, and and this almost fits Ted Thompson, this fits what his MO was going back uh, over the last five or six years, and of course, Brian Gutekunst has been working with Ted Thompson for years, so it's not like this probably player development and, and player judgment scheme is that different. He probably has a lot of Ted Thompson's tendencies and ideas still in his mind. Now, obviously, being active in free agency is a different. Ted Thompson loves offensive linemen who are versatile, right? who can play multiple positions. That's why, remember Don Barclay? They love Don Barclay because they could plug and play him anywhere. <laughs> That's all it took, right? They like versatile offensive linemen. Billy Turner has played all four exterior spots. So not center, but left guard, right guard, left tackle, right tackle. And that's, it works well for the situation that the Packers are currently in, regardless of how much money they're paying him. Because let, let's look at the offensive line right now. You know who your center is in Corey Lindsley. You know who your left tackle is in David Bakhtiari. And you know who your right tackle is in Brian Bulaga. Fill in the cracks. When you are filling in cracks, you want a guy who's probably capable of filling multiple roles. He's going to play guard, I would assume whether that's right guard, whether that's left guard. We'll see where the personnel shakes out. Of course, Justin McCray is in that group, uh, and Lane Taylor's in that group as well. A versatile guy to plug and play. I like that. So if we look at Brian Gutekunst's type, young players, nobody over oh, over 27 in this group. Guys who have stayed healthy. Adrian Amos only missed four, season, or four games in four seasons. Preston Smith never missed a game. He's played in all 64 career games. And they like a little bit of versatility. Zadaria Smith can rush from the outside. That's his number one skill set. But he's big enough and comfortable enough to come inside, line up in a three-point stance and bull rush, guys. And Billy Turner can play all these different positions on the offensive line. Which, when you're trying to solve a puzzle, and there's multiple spots to be filled, get a puzzle piece that can fill multiple spots. Who can do some different things for you. I think it makes a lot of sense. The biggest impact of signing these players, and this is what Jeff hinted out on the five-star telecom talk and text line, actually really doesn't affect the team right now. It affects it here in a couple of weeks when the draft comes up. That the, the, Today impacted the draft, the draft in a huge way for Green Bay. So I want to get into that. We're going to continue to talk about the Packers' flurry of free agency moves. You're listening to the Wisco Sports Show here on WKTY. <laughs> Wisco Sports Show rolling on here on WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM, always streaming on our mobile app and our website, WKTYsports.com. I am your host, Grant Bills. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you're enjoying the show. Hope you're having a good evening. We're talking about the flurry of free agency moves made by Brian Gutekunst and the Green Bay Packers today. 
I want to hear from you. We got to get to the five-star telecom talk and text line because Scott Stack has now entered the conversation uh, and always has something to say. So I I should provide context. If you weren't listening at the beginning of the show, uh, I I made an analogy uh, based on, yes, the Packers overpaid. It's free agency. Everybody overpays. And I compared it to buying ice cream. I always go to Quick Trip to buy my ice cream, which is going to cost me more money. I understand that. Don't need the lecture. Uh, And I always choose between the big carton of the generic brand, the Quick Trip brand, and Ben and Jerry's. Ben and Jerry's is twice as much, and there's not as much ice cream in the pint compared to the big carton you get of the Urge Tracks, or whatever flavor you want. Cookie crunch, chocolate chip swirl, whatever, right? And a lot of times, I buy the Ben and Jerry's, and my roommates or whoever I'm with will be like, you idiot. It's a tiny container, it's five fifty, and you get the Quick Trip stuff for two fifty, and you get a lot more. And I say, I don't care. I'll overpay for the Ben and Jerry's because I like the Ben and Jerry's, and it's got cookies in it. It's got swirls of chocolate and caramel and peanut butter and Oreos. And cookie dough, that's what I want. Free agency is the same thing, right? You know you're overpaying. There's not a whole lot of supply. There's a lot of demand. Do the math. You're going to pay. And I'm okay with the Packers paying more than they probably should for these players because they're a whole hell of a lot better right now than they were 24 hours ago. And I can say that pretty confidently without even watching them play. So Scott says you almost got your ice cream analogy correct. More accurate, you can uh, then pick the Ben and Jerry's. Hold on one sec. I'm sorry, Scott. More accurately, you can pick the Ben and Jerry's problem. The next four times you want ice cream, you can't afford the cheap stuff because you're still paying for the Ben and Jerry's. And here, Scott, here's the thing. Uh, And don't tell my parents I said this. My ice cream budget does not have a salary cap. Like the NFL. So that is not a problem. Uh, He also says uh, Z Smith is Julius Peppers and P Smith is Clay Matthews as far as what their roles could be. And Scott, I've seen people talk about that. I've read that. uh, And I was reading about that earlier today. And I I think we should talk about that. Let's let's talk about 2014. And let's talk about what Julius Peppers and Clay Matthews were in 2014 compared to what the Packers have now. So in 2014, they had just moved Clay Matthews to the inside, which allowed him to roam, which allowed him to use his speed, which at the time he still had a good amount of, right? I'm not going to say he was sideline to sideline. I'm not going to say he was a, you know, a, a fighter jet with speed flying all over the field. But he was definitely the more mobile, the more downhill style of runner compared to Julius Peppers, who relied a lot more on his physicality, on his size and strength to get to the quarterback. And I think it's very similar. I, I don't know if they necessarily compare to Clay Matthews and and Julius Peppers distinctively, but Zedarius Smith is the bigger, stronger guy, and he's comfortable bull rushing. He has a a, a bag of moves to get around a tackle. But he can also line up inside. He can bull rush a guy because of his large frame. And Preston Smith is going to be the more downhill outside linebacker. The Clay Matthews was in 2014, even though he was playing on the inside. The difference is, back in 2014, the Packers didn't have the talent on the defensive line that I believe they have now. Which is going to make everything better, right? One move affects another. One player affects another. One position group affects another. That's really what it all comes down to. And that's why I want to talk about the draft and how this affects the draft. So last week, if we would have talked about the draft here on the Wisco Sports Show, and I said, okay, what do the Packers need to do? Like If I opened the floor, I said, the phones, the texts are yours. Let me know what the Packers should do. Most listeners would probably say they need to get an edge rusher. They need to get a safety. Uh, and they need to address the offensive line. Now, maybe you don't have to do that in the first or second round, but use a, a decent pick at least on an offensive lineman, right? Well, think about it now. Because the Packers not only got one edge rusher, they got two. And both of those guys could very well, probably are the odds on favor to be the two starting outside linebackers or edge rushers, whatever you want to call them, right? Those are your two guys. Take Clay Matthews, take Nick Perry out, put in Zadarius Smith, put in Preston Smith. Boom. There you go. I can't imagine the Packers will have a better day one edge rusher 
to replace either one of those guys. Unless they draft a stud who blows everyone away in camp, right? So you could technically go without drafting an edge rusher if you didn't want to. You got Kyler, you got a, a um, Kyler, not Kyler Murray, Kyler Fackrell. Thank, it's, see, it's been so long since we've talked about Kyler Fackrell. Oh my God. You got him who showed flashes last year. I'm much more comfortable with him as a depth piece than, you know, being a starter. I, and and I think the Packers are okay. Do I, I think they'll use a draft pick, but you don't necessarily feel the need now. You can't. You don't need to let that top that top fifteen pick go by and not take an edge rusher and and be like, oh man, what do we miss out on? Because the Packers have really supplemented that position group. They also got a safety who's going to solidify everything. And Adrian Amos is as solid in, in, in tackling and and fundamentals in terms of being in the right place at the right time. He's going to blow Kentrell Bryce out of the water. Right, so they got way better at that position. You don't necessarily feel the need to draft a safety. They probably still will. They will probably acquire another safety, but it's not going to drive the draft. Now, it's, offensive line isn't going to drive the draft because they got a guy who can play in four different spots and is going to definitely plug one hole on that offensive line. So think about that. First run, first round comes around. What are you looking for? Packers could do whatever the hell they want now. I would still like to focus on defense, but if you want to take TJ Hawkinson, you can do that. You can take a tight end in the top 15 without feeling guilty about it because you're neglecting your defense. You could take an offensive lineman if you wanted because your pass rush is now well in hand. You could take a safety if there's one that you fancy. I I don't think there will be at that position in the draft, but if you want to trade down, you can do that as well. Acquire another pick. The Packers have really freed their hands up and really dumped responsibility by supplementing the roster in free agency. They can get the 100% best player available without any regret, without any remorse of saying, oh man, we really needed an edge rusher. Wow, we really needed a safety. Because you can get by with what you have. Let me put this into perspective. Going into today, when we look back at the 2018-2019 Green Bay Packers season, they had 87 quarterback pressures. So hits, hurries, sacks, just pressures in general. Zedaria Smith and Preston Smith combined last year for 113. Two players that the Packers brought in not only rose above the number of pressures that the Packers had as a team last year, but it really wasn't even close. 87 to 113. Just let that sink in. The Packers got so much better today. And it's really going to drive their draft because think about this. When we talk about the draft, when we think about the draft, and let's be real, if you're a Packer fan, that's what you're thinking about this time of year, especially after this wave of free agency is done. Man, who are they going to get in the first round? Packers are going to get a good player. They're going to trade up. They're going to trade down. What are they going to do? It'll drive the conversation. And when I go to bed at night, I'm not going to lay awake thinking, oh, man, I know the nightmare situation. TJ Hawkinson is going to be there with their first round pick, but there's going to be some pass rusher that they feel the need to take, right? Or with your with the 30th overall pick. Man, they took an edge rusher first, but now Noah Fant is available. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be a weapon for Aaron Rodgers? And a young weapon, so now you don't have to worry about always finding the next Jared Cook, the next Jimmy Graham, the next Martellus Bennett, because you can home grow your own talented tight end. But, oh, the Packers really need a safety. Is it really wise? Is it really responsible? Is it responsible to use the 30th overall pick on a tight end when you have Jimmy Graham and when you literally have, in my opinion, no viable safety? I know Kentrell Bryce has a little bit of experience. Look, Eddie Pleasant is fine. You're not winning with those guys at safety. Now, maybe with one of them, you you put in Adrian Amos. Okay, now it's different. When those draft picks rolls around, take whatever player you you want. 
Take literally the best player available, pretty much outside a quarterback in the top 15. If you have a crazy high-valued wide receiver at 30, this isn't a, a super strong wide receiver class. Otherwise, at 15, I would say the same thing. If you have a crazy good running back at 30 that you think can really add a, a dimension and transform this team, pull the trigger. Because you have alleviated so much stress and so much, really, responsibility. That's what it comes down to. And we're talking about ice cream, right? Let's say, man, WKTY, they're cutting my hours. I'm only doing one Wisco sports show a week. I'm hardly making any money. I got to pay rent. I got to pay my my heating bill, electric bill, got to pay the cable, got to pay all that stuff. But man, my hours have really been cut back at WKTY. I don't have that much money. Can I afford to go buy that Ben and Jerry's that we've been talking about, right? Can I afford to walk over to Quick Trip and get myself some ice cream knowing that I have other responsibilities, knowing that I got to pay for rent, I got to pay for cable, I got to pay for heat. I don't know how I'm going to cover all of that because I don't have enough money to do all three This Ben and Jerry's, it's on sale. It's right in front of me. It's a great value and I want it. It's not responsible for me to buy that ice cream with everything else going on. Much like it would not be responsible of Brian Gutekunst to take a wide receiver with their first first round pick when they have all these needs. Yeah, it might be a crazy high-valued wide receiver or a tight end or an offensive lineman. It might be crazy. The value might be off the charts and this player fell into your lap, but it would not be responsible to run away with a player that you really didn't need when you have multiple glaring holes on your roster. Well, what the Packers did, they filled all those holes in. Not only did we get one edge rusher, we got two. So Kyler Fackerel, you can ride the bench and you can be a rotation player. What great value is that going to be? What great depth is that going to be? Yeah, offensive line, we're going to plug Billy Turner in. Now we have Lindsley, Bakhtiari, and Bulaga. That's your shell, right? Your two guards in your center. We got Billy Turner, and now we... Oh, Justin McCray? Uh, Lane Taylor might have a bounce back here. Everything's looking better. You take one question mark out of the equation, it's crazy how things start to improve. Looking at safety, right? Let's bring in Adrian Amos. Well, maybe we can use Kentrell Bryce as a rotation player. Maybe Josh Jones really busts out in his third third year. Because Adrian Amos is so technically sound, and because he's such a good tackler, that might free up Josh Jones to do the things that he's actually good at. The things that Ted Thompson and his crew saw when they drafted him in the second round. It alleviates pressure all over the board. And when the Packers go to the draft and they load up in their war room and they start making picks, they can do so with reckless abandon. They can take whoever the hell they want and whoever falls into their lap at a high value because these four additions today made this team so much more balanced. They filled it out. Right? They rounded the corners. It's so... It's much better It's much better put together. And now Brian Gutekunst, yeah, he spent a lot of cap money, but he's got freedom to draft. I mean... Any way he wants. He can build this team any way he wants. Whatever player he likes, take him. Because you don't have a glaring weakness anymore. And it's funny because last week I said, Brian Gutekinds is basically going to be able to take whoever he wants as long as it's probably an edge rusher, an offensive lineman, a safety, which is a a big group to choose from, let's be real. And now he filled in all those holes and he can be able to take whoever he wants. Just for that reason, Packers fans should be happy today. I get it if you think they spent too much money. I get it if you think they overpaid for Billy Turner. Or maybe Zadarius Smith, who had a great contract year, but had been inconsistent up until this point. You don't think he's the player that they're paying for? Fine. That's a conversation I can have. But in terms of these additions and how they impact the draft, today could not have gone any better for the Green Bay Packers. I want to continue talking about this. 608-796-2558. You can join me on the 5 Star Telecom Talk and Text Line as we wrap up the Wisco Sports Show coming up next. Is your marketing strategy a one-way street? A constant barrage of me, me, me.
final segment of the Wisco Sports Show here on WKTY. I'm your host, Grant Bills. Thanks for hanging out. Yesterday, we did not have the show. We were chilling with Bob Uecker and the Brewers. I love spring training baseball. And let's be real, what would we have talked about yesterday? The Packers didn't do anything. So we're making up for it today. Brian Gutekinds and the Packers signing four free agents uh, throughout the late morning, early afternoon. And that's that's basically the gist of what we've talked about today. A lot of good things, including individual player breakdowns, some info. We haven't talked contract, really. We're waiting on a lot of the details to come out. But if you missed it, find the podcast at WK2iSports.com. Just click on the podcast tab. Simple enough. Uh, 608-796-2558 is the five-star telecom talk and text line. Andrew in lacrosse. Says, not only am I celebrating the free agency signings by the pack today, I am relieved and overjoyed that Nick Perry is finally gone. That's really what this comes down to, isn't it? Is Nick Perry is just gone. I think we're happy about that. <laughs> think of it, though. An aging Clay Matthews and a per- and an consistently injured Nick Perry were replaced. Like, the Packers took those two. Like, we're going to upgrade it both. And they brought in Zedarius and Preston Smith. It's a pretty good day. It's a pretty good day for the Green Bay Packers. Now, whether or not you think they overpaid, that's one thing. I was talking to Dave, of course, mornings with Dave and Scrady here on WKTY, and I and I think there's this there's this perception, there's this thought process that people go through when a player is signed to a new contract, especially in free agency or a contract extension as well. And it's always like, well, I think they may have overpaid. I think they may. I don't think this player is worth that much. I think they overpaid. Of course. The, the player who hits unrestricted free agency is never going to be paid, unless you're talking about the 1% that are elite. They're not going to be paid what they're worth. They're going to be paid what the market bears. I've said it a couple times today, and I've tripped over my words every single time. There is a lot of demand and not a lot of supply. That's simple economics. That's going to drive the price up. Everybody's going to be moving quicker and be willing to shell out larger amounts of money. I don't care how much the Packers paid for these guys. If they have the cap space to do it, go get it. Two misconceptions I think we need to cover. Number one, the salary cap, I'm not... (laughs) I know some people who straight up think the salary cap is a myth. I'm not in that group, but I do think that the salary cap is sometimes overblown. These financial people, for lack of any term that's better, financial people who work in the front offices of NFL teams are the smartest, they're the wittiest, they show the most tact. They are accountants who are like, you know what, I want to work in pro sports because that's where the huge money is. They know what they're doing. They know how to move money around. They know how to manipulate contracts and loopholes, just like a a tax lawyer would, right? There's always loopholes to get around paying taxes. Just ask any rich and famous person in the U.S. I think it's very similar. This isn't something that I've done a lot of research on. This is an instinct thing. I'll admit it. I I think we worry too much about the salary cap. You watch the New England Patriots. They're never worried about the salary cap. If they need a guy, they go get him. Now, they also let a lot of high-priced free agents walk. They let Trey Flowers go to Detroit. But the Packers do that as well. They let high-priced free agents go all the time. Most teams do. I don't think the salary cap should be keeping us up at night. If the Packers need to create space to sign guys, they will do so. The Vikings have almost negligible cap space. And they just re-signed Anthony Barr to a massive deal. It's how you structure it. It's how you line the contract up. It's the timing of the contract. And it all comes down to the guaranteed money and where it falls. Because the next misconception that I want to cover, and we're running out of time... Football is in a world of itself, not basketball, not baseball, especially not baseball, but football. Contracts are like suggestions. When you see a player signed to a six-year deal for X amount of dollars, really probably what that contract shakes out to is two or three years, tops, and then we'll see. 
because that's where the guaranteed money comes out because teams want to, if they have cap space, we want to give you your guaranteed money up front because that's going to allow us to be flexible on the back end. Three years into your contract, we want to be able to reevaluate and say, okay, is this player still worth what we paid him originally? Is he the same player? Is his attitude still the same? And if not, we want to move on. And teams and their front offices are going to structure those outs, those loopholes into the contract. Oh my God, they signed him to a six-year deal. It doesn't matter. Because after a certain amount of time, and we've seen this all the time, there's a player who was signed yesterday who just finished a six-year deal that he signed in 2015. Well, that doesn't add. No, it doesn't. Because teams structure deals. Teams structure most contracts to be flexible. Contracts are like suggestions. So let's not worry too much about the length of the, the contract weighing the Packers down in the future. I will say this. Baseball is a different story. Just ask the Twins. Just ask, ask the Brewers with Joe Maurer. Right? Just ask, ask the Mets with Bobby Bonilla. Right? 10, 13-year, 15-year deals. Yeah, those are legit. Baseball deals are something else. Football doesn't necessarily fall into that category. So I think we have to keep that in mind. And I see people chiming in on the five-star telecom talking text line. I said earlier, I said it's not my money. I buy jerseys. I buy tickets every once in a while. I don't go to a whole lot of Packer games. The ownership or the team, in this case, the Green Bay Packers, it's not my money. They should want to spend money to improve a team for their fans. And I got somebody chiming in saying, you're a moron. It's your money and it's my money. It's all the fans' money. No, it's not. First of all, you don't need to use the M word on the five-star telecom talking text line. And two, no, it's not my money. I didn't buy stock to the Green Bay Packers. And even if I did, it's 200 bucks. You think that matters for a $68 million deal to a pass rusher? Nuh-uh. Thanks for chiming in, though. As the week rolls on, we didn't get to talk about it today at all. Uh, and I was a little bummed, but there's just bigger and better things going on. Central Basketball got a huge win on Saturday. And we do need to talk about that. I do want to talk about that because there's a lot of takeaways. And we need to get ready for this weekend. Central's going back to state. So we got to get set up. We got to know what we need to know uh, coming up for this weekend as well. Plus, the Brewers made a big announcement in terms of Mike Moustakis. I'm sure you heard. He's their second baseman. They're doubling down. They're locking in on Mike Moustakis at second base. I don't think it's a big deal at all, as I've talked about in the past, but we'll keep that conversation going as well. By the way, Jimmy Mel- Jimmy Nelson is pitching now, too, so we got to talk about that. A lot to come this week here on the Wisco Sports Show. And, of course, we're going to ride this Packers high because more contract details are going to come out. More numbers are going to come out. A lot to chew on uh, throughout the week. So it's going to be a good week here on WK2I. Bucks on tonight. Uh, so make sure you're tuning in right here. However you're listening right now, yep, that'll do the trick come tip-off time, so make sure you're tuning in and hanging out. Have a good rest of your Tuesday night. Same time, same place. Let's do it again tomorrow. Talk to you then.